Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Welcome to Tuesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live, presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football Giants. So glad you could join us. I'm Paul Dottino. He is Super Bowl champion Howard Cross. We'll be here for the next hour or so to talk about New York Giants football, maybe a couple of NFL topics if you like as well. And uh, you can dial us up at 201-939-4513. Or you can find us on Twitter if you're a little bit shy at hashtag Giants Chat. <laughs> and as a reminder, shy. you can always find uh, an archive of all of our New York Giants programs uh, our entire podcast network actually available on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere at giants.com slash podcasts. All right, folks, I know a lot of you stayed up to uh, watch the Giants lose 24-3 uh, to to Seattle on Monday Night Football. Maybe you were at the game, maybe you weren't. Maybe you got up a little bit late today and got to work a little later than you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But we're here to at least talk about the game. And I, I will tell you something, Howard. Uh, a number of things came out of that game last night. Uh, a few good, mostly bad, though, obviously. The Giants coming up short now, 1-3, and three, uh, going down to Miami on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But um, just to clarify from a news perspective, just so everybody knows this, injury-wise, Giants got banged up again. Uh, <laughs> Bellinger uh, aggravated his, his knee issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got John Michael Schmitz at center with a shoulder injury now. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Bredesen was pretty beaten up after the game in in the locker room. Um, who else was there? Pierce? Was there? There was another one. It was Schmitz. There was uh, Bellinger, Bredesen. Bredesen actually, I don't even think was listed on the official injury report. He's just mm-hmm. aching. He's just battered and bruised. Yeah. Uh, so the offensive line. Um, Already with the hamstring to Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. that has kept him out the previous couple of weeks. Was it, it, it Lemieux or Lewinsky? The guy? Oh, it was Lemieux, uh, mm-hmm. the adductor, the mm-hmm. adductor muscle yep. for Lemieux. Thank you, Howard, yep, for, yep. for adding that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a mass unit right now, <laughs> and and they've got a game on Sunday at Miami. Mm-hmm. What uh, what would you do to try to field five guys in that game? Trying to field five guys, pray. I mean, there's not a lot you can do. Like, first off, you're you're all pro left tackles out. I get that. 
your right tackle has been suspect. He's been playing better, but he's still playing suspect. In, in the game last night, he was the better of, of all of them, and he still had bad plays. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, your center, who was playing pretty amazingly, he was doing really good, is now hurt. Yep. So you thought you kind of had the two guards set up. Now one guard moves to moves to center. You're playing a guard that, that you thought could be something last year, but he got hurt. Now he's in the game, forced in. The guard that you thought that you were going to need as backup is playing left tackle. That's what you got. You, I know. You got what you got. So best thing to do is for them to try to figure out what's the best blocking scheme for them uh, from the run game specifically, regardless of Saquon's there or whoever's there, and how to block that up. Uh, pulling is not going to be the probably the smartest thing to do because if they're not mentally there, like I saw again in the game, guys pulling past guys to go get their guy. You never go past the guy. Mm-hmm. Now, even if you're crossing his face, that's one thing. Right. But you don't just run past a guy to get to a guy. So that's got to be a super addressed. Hard to address it when you can't do padded practices. I know. Harder to address it when you don't have everybody on board. Now, I don't know how many linemen are left. I think Matt Pert's left. Matt Pert's left. And by the way, you know, he's been playing with a sore elbow. He's had a brace on it. Uh, on the practice squad, they have Jalen Mayfield mm-hmm. and they have Jalen Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a report by Mike Garofolo of uh, NFL Network today that Justin Pugh uh, may be assigned to the practice squad this afternoon. Okay. So, that, I mean, that's all they can do. I mean, you got to bring as many people around as you can find. I mean, DJ Fluker is he still available out there? Like I, I don't, I don't even know if he's available. I think he, I think he still is. Out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, and I mean this, I don't know. There, there are not enough guys and not enough healthy bodies, and bringing guys in in different positions than they, you know. Okay, we were looking at Schmitz as a full year he was going to play. That's what we're looking at. We're looking at well, they'll jockey the guards around maybe. And then the tackle's out. Both guards are kind of, you know, one guard now is playing center. Now the other guard that was supposed to be the next guard up is playing tackle. The guy that's the next next tackle guard up is is playing, but he's playing. He gets nicked up and hurt. Now the next guard is up. Yeah, that the, we're not in the best position right no, now with, no. with the offensive line. And no. let me explain to all the fans that want to complain and listen. I, I listened to it this morning already. If you can't, like, you can have the greatest car in the world, shiniest, shiniest everything. It, you got all the bells and whistles, but if your tires are flat, it's not moving. And that, you know, the defense played a really good game. And and, I, and people are like, ah, oh, they played a good game, twenty one points. I'm like, twenty one points going to seven yards after seven yard touchdown after 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 a uh, fumble, uh, strip sack fumble at a pick six. Yeah, it's two and, touchdowns. And it's two touchdowns. The only other play they gave up was a broken coverage and a missed and two missed tackles mm-hmm. on a broken play. Yeah, they he completed thirteen passes for like a hundred yards, or maybe hundred and ten. Maybe that's All not right. that's not that's not it. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> I was going to get to it later because mm-hmm. I do think there was something out of this game to be gained. A couple of things. I'm just going to give you a few of the positives, just because you have to build and start somewhere as you prepare for the nine for the, the for the Dolphins. The defense is playing better and okay. better every week. Seattle was three of twelve on third down. They had 281 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
those are two really good numbers. And I was talking to Sean O'Hara this morning, and he's like, well, if you told me they were going to hold Seattle to both of those stats, you would have felt pretty good. You also held the ball for 36 minutes to only 24 minutes for Seattle. You would have felt pretty good about that too. Uh, I thought that Bobby Okereke in particular, I know he had a missed tackle on the broken play with Fant, Mm -hmm. but the rest of the night, I thought that's the guy that they signed from the Indianapolis Colts in the offseason. It was his best game as a Giant. He had 10 tackles. Mm -hmm. He was aggressive. He was getting after it. The Giants had few missed tackles in the game, Mm -hmm. Howard. And and I think they had a few. If, if you want to try to find something, something to chew on as you move forward into the next game, it would have to be the overall play of the defense. And Okereke in particular, I thought, really picked this game up. Okereke picked this game up. I think number 19. Uh, Simmons. Simmons picked his game up. I think uh, Thibodeau plays much better when Ojolari's on the field. Yeah, no question. And I think because it just it just brings two, two quick guys moving to the – to the ball, and you can see the difference. I think also did it did it kill you though to see Thibodeau have a chance at that pick six and could not handle the hot potato. I would think that oh. you, when, when I look at things like that, when, like people are like, well, the Giants don't have any turnovers. The turnovers are luck. Lucky enough for the guys that play defense, so don't handle the ball if they can catch it or secure it. I've seen three or four drops in the last few weeks, and Thibodeau's was another drop. Thibodeau, if he would go back and try it all over again, he'd probably dive and try to bring it to his his chest onto the ground. He looked like he was trying to catch it and run. Yeah, he wanted to pick six. He wanted to pick six. Yeah. And, and But, you know, at the moment, you just want the ball. And that's the difference in the start of the game right there. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've heard the, the argument about why would they run a fourth down play with a tush push? I'm like, because it's 99% effective. Up until this weekend, I think one other team missed it and we missed it. Outside of that, it's been 100% <laughs> in college and in, in college and in the pros. I've heard everything, but the, the, like I said, we got flat tires. We got to do something to Giants figure out. Giants got two players hurt on that play. Yeah. Bellinger re-injured his knee, and mm-hmm. and Schmitz injured his shoulder. That's right. On the what what they're calling the tush push yeah. or the uh, <laughs> well, what's what's going to happen is the defenses are going to go in. They're going to start to crawl, and they're going to shoot the linebackers over the top. So it's not going to be it's not going to be not effective. It's just going to be. How many quarterbacks are they going to be able to take out doing it? And that's what's going to be the new thing. Uh, before we get to our calls, 201-939-4513. We'll get to you in just a minute. I want to get Howard's take on two things very quickly, mm-hmm. and then we will go to you. Yeah. Number one, Darren Waller talked after the game and was specifically asked about the fact that he is not getting very many targets and very many opportunities to go downfield. I think you would be very quick to tell us, as he was – he had to do a lot of chipping yesterday. He was kept in an awful lot because the offensive line was having so many problems. And when that happens, it's going to limit his opportunities downfield. Guys, listen, that's that's great by Waller explaining that, but really what happened was Bellinger got hurt. Bellinger is the guy who does all that. Right, so yeah. Waller had to do it. Yeah, so Waller has to come in and do it now exactly. before he can get downfield. They're just struggling. Like I said, They're re- if you don't... Seattle had they were like thirty first in quarterback pressures. We gave up eleven sacks. Eleven sacks. Uh, I think more. Oh, which than, one was to more, Paris Campbell on that more, wide receiver option? More, more than eleven hits. 
14 quarterback hits. All right, that's 25 hits and, and runs on top of it. We, we and I'm saying we because I'm a giant for life. Um, we have got to like go back and try to figure out what is the best way to do it. It's going to be a lot of two-man routes for the next couple of weeks if that's the case. It just is. Mm-hmm. going to be two-man routes and guys checking out late to get the ball. That's all that's, all that's going to happen. If you can't protect any better than that, that's what's going to happen. Okay. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, we know how the fans feel right now this morning. Yeah. They're very, very, very upset. Brian Dable was asked about it after the game, and he said, I don't blame them. They have a right to be. Mm -hmm. How, as a player, are you feeling this morning? What are your emotions after now going to one and three and having three nasty losses and one win, which you pulled a rabbit out of a hat? (laughs) I think that if I'm a player, I I see the positive from on the defensive side of the ball. So, okay, guys, we're doing better. Now we got to get to the point where we can try to shut a team out because that's what it's going to take until our offensive line gets healthy. I'm acknowledging that. If I'm the offense, I'm trying to figure out specifically what I can do better, meaning offensive line. Like the receivers, they're great, they're shiny, but they're not going to get any burn. There's just nothing for them to do. Uh, Saquon coming back will be great, but he's not going to get giant bursts because they're going to be everybody's going to be crowded down if you can't protect the quarterback. They're just like, okay, we'll send four guys. Can't get there with four guys? We'll send that fifth guy mm-hmm. just to see what will happen. And we're going to punch him and punch him and punch him until he gets tired and starts starts to scramble and things get worse for him. So for as for a team, I'm going to figure out, for me personally, I'm going to try to figure it out. But the big thing is, and I, and I do mean this, the big thing is is that, hey, look, they they've, I knew this year was going to be tough. And I, and, I, and I appreciate everybody saying, wow, they went to the playoffs. They're going to be better. This is great. They got all these shiny toys. I was even starting to feel a little optimistic listening to everybody. But, <laughs> and I'm being serious. But I knew that this year would be the toughest year with all the teams that they were playing, playoff teams and teams that were very very much competing going forward. We're not playing the AFC South. First half of the schedule, not only the teams, but also the way it was configured, very difficult. All the primetime games. Very difficult. Like the Giants haven't won a primetime game, and I don't know how long. You know this, Howard? I I mentioned this the other day. You were not here on the program. Solar power. Primetime games started in 1970, right? Monday Night Football. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Since that time, the Giants are over 30 games under 500 on primetime. I mean, this goes back to Fran Tarkington now. We're a solar power team. We like the sunlight. That's it. Yeah, Bill Parcells, you say he wants every game at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Correct. But so Because we are not vampires in each other. <laughs> we are not. But but, okay? but with, with that being said, you have to understand you're, they're putting you in a position to play the biggest, the toughest teams because you made the playoffs. Yep. I think we were, we were a year ahead at least in the process. And they still got to build it, build it up. 201-939-4513. Join us on Sunday, October 8th at HK Kitchen and Draft House in the Bronx to watch the Giants take on the Miami Dolphins. Enjoy Modelo, drink specials, uh, meet a Giants legend, and enter a raffle to win game tickets and more. Visit Giants.com bar slash barn network to learn more. I know, Howard Cross, you will not be a legend there because you're going to be with me on the sideline in Miami. <laughs> 80 degrees, by the way. You don't, and, I don't think you need to bring a rain slicker. I'm I, hearing it's going to be nice. Oh, well, man. It rains every 20 minutes there. My daughter's down there. Trust me. <laughs>
I'm trying to think I need to bring my golf shoes or what because it's going to be it's it could be like really nice and then it's going to pour down and it's going to be really nice and it's going to pour down again. The humidity will be like two thousand percent. Okay, before I get to these other spots, a mm-hmm. uh, little personal announcement here. Uh, Howard Cross's son in Notre Dame, uh, Player of the Week by a couple of different, I believe, publications. <laughs> Howard, I, I, I know I mean this because Howard, Howard is, is very dear to us and, and so is his family. If you know them, you would know how we feel and why we feel that way. You can be a proud papa now. I, I Public service here, <laughs> proud papa. I want you to tell these folks about what, you, what your son did this past week. Listen, he he's senior bowl, Reese's senior bowl, player, defensive player of the game. Somebody else player of the game. I think uh, Pro Football Focus listed him as like the top D tackle in college football. With the Irish, by the way. With the Irish. Okay. I know. With the, just Notre right. Dame, the Notre no Dame. go yeah. tied here on this yeah, one. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, 13 tackles. I think something like 10 or 10 solos. He had uh, four tackles for loss. He had forced two fumbles and had the, the six strip sack fumble to ice the game. So to say that that he had a good game would be an un, be an understatement. Even jokingly, someone came to me and says, "Hey, I was at the game scouting the game, and let me say something that that I've never said. I've never seen a D lineman have double digit tackles in the third quarter of a game." I'm like, "He was having a good game." He's like, "That's an understatement." Very so, cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, it was you, cool, and it was very cool to be there. I was just going to say, and you told me <laughs> yeah, you were going to it, his it, next it, two it, games it, a couple it, weeks ago, yeah, so you it, were there. I was there. I got to see the Ohio State game, uh, which I thought they were going to win. He had a great game in that game, and I got to see this game where he had even a better game. So, yeah. Did it, you save the the tape? Did you at least record it? <laughs> I didn't have a chance to record it. Oh, no. But this day and age, they have replays on, 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 on there you go. constantly, 100% replays. It's, it's really cool. We need to make sure you have one. <laughs> All right. Uh, The Giants Huddle Podcast, by the way, features long-form interviews with uh, Giants players, coaches, front office staff, past and present, analysts who cover Big Blue. Uh, Don't forget to look for the Giants Huddle. Subscribe to your favorite podcast uh, platforms or go to Giants.com slash podcasts. And if you're an Apple podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star positive review. It helps with the ratings and allows programs like that to continue. Also, Also, we need to remind you that uh, fandom can be taken to the next level with season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the rest of this season. To learn all about it and the exclusive membership benefits, go to Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. And finally, finally, and this will probably be one of the last times you hear about this, You can run or walk with Giants legends, and we're not talking about Howard and I. Mm -mm. The Giants Foundation will host a 5K race and kids run presented by Quest on Sunday, October 8th at 9 a.m. at MetLife Stadium. Net proceeds will benefit the Giants Foundation. All participants will receive a commemorative T-shirt after the race stay for a post-race festival and appearances by Giants legends and a live DJ Register now at Giants.com slash 5K. And, of course, at Giants.com slash tickets, uh, you can also try to get some seats uh, for the rest of the regular season. 201-939-4513 is our number here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. And, Pearson, I'm looking, I'm looking, and where do I see? It is Joe from Pennsylvania on line two. You're first up on the program. Hello. Hello, guys. Um Congratulations, Howard, on your son taking after the old man. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a lot a, better than I was. Well, you 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 blocked pretty good there. 
Ha- Howard registered pancakes, not tackles. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I, I wish we could put now. now I, I'm, I, what I want to say about last night's game, you could see what what Seattle did last night. They they put their protection first. They had them them tight ends in the backfield. If anybody come through to the help block, that's that's all I want to see for the Giants. If they can't can't pass block, let the linemen shoot out, get their face masked in the gut, have somebody behind them, just that Daniel Jones is not running for his life. It's just sickening every every time. And if that's what we have to do, get get fullbacks back there, get, get uh, tight ends or offensive linemen, anybody else that can pick up uh, these guys coming through if they miss. When Thomas gets there, maybe you don't have to worry about the left side as much. Just there, and then with 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 the uh, with the speed we have there, uh, the way the Eagles used to do, they'd always mass protect and send Sean Johnson on a, on a fly right now and then, and just air it out. The Sean Jackson, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jackson. So we could do that, but all I want to do is 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 pass block first. We have a field goal goal kicker that can kick the ball. And our defense shows that they're getting their act together. And we're not going to outscore Miami or uh, Buffalo coming up. And this is what we have to do, Dink and Duck. And if we get Barkley back, who's ever back there? If they break through the line, you know what I mean? Maybe they, they, they get a nice run or so. I said the ball hasn't bounced our way this year at all. Nope. I mean, bouncing off Barkley – uh, who else was it? You know, twice in that, but but there hasn't been. You know, I was praying for a fumble or this or that, and you know, you you can't blame Daniel, but we just got to give him time, and that's the first thing. I like the way Seattle Max protected there. You know, regardless, they didn't have to take no chances because we made the mistakes, and like you said, they they scored. And that was it. They, they controlled the game from there on in, and that's how we have to play. And put somebody behind the offensive lineman, let them shoot out if they can't pass block, just to get their face mask in their gut. Maybe they can stop them for a second or so, and that's the way we can play. That's that's all I can see. So that's all I want to say, you know. But if not, then it's on our coach if they don't do it. Last year, I think they were doing more mass protect. This this year, I think they're a little more trying to open it up, and we just, the, the especially the way the offensive line is now, it's 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 in shambles. So uh, that's all. That's enough. But that. Thank you, Joe. You know. <laughs> Thank you. So, Joe, be Joe, well. Joe Slinger echoing what I just said. I'm like, you're going to have to bring more people in to try to try to do it. They they started to bring in. Uh, I think. Uh, Matt Pert as as an extra as they an extra tight end, yeah. Um, I think that that's going that that the benefit of that is going to be you're going to have to run the ball. You have to run the ball with the extra tight end and with the extra lineman in, and start pressuring them up the field, and then trying to develop some play action off of those plays. That's going to be the way that they're going to have to you know find a way to you know get some action. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is that Bellinger has kind of not Bellinger, but uh, they they kept Cager. To kind of mask the the, the, the thing to, to be more like Waller, so they'd have right. Him. But they don't have a backup for Bellinger. 
No. Well, Tommy Sweeney had the non-football injury situation yeah. in training camp. He was going to be the blocking tight end who and was going to be not, on the practice squad. And he's not. He's not there. He's not there. So, so there we got. There are going to be guys walking around, getting out of that black van uh, to come in and, and have workouts pretty soon. Uh, it's just the personnel, like a band. It was, it's so so different from talking about wow, we got so many players and they're competing in their position, and this is going to be great to. We have no more offensive linemen. We we need another tight end in here. We're, and it's at, in four weeks. Uh, we're there. We went from uh, our cupboards were full to like man, the cupboards are looking a little bare around some some very important positions on the field. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. We go to line one. Donnie from Queens. You're next on the program. Hello. Hey guys, Kyle. Congratulations uh, to you and your son. I'm a Notre Dame fan myself. So <laughs> well, thank you. Thank uh, you. That thrilling win the other night. So, uh, having some success somewhere in the football world. There we go. Uh, you know, you, you guys mentioned earlier that, you know, the season was going to be tough with the schedule. And I think certainly, you know, in hindsight, that's something we probably should have seen ahead. But I think it's a little more about the way it's looked, where it, it's really just been non competitive football outside of that second half in Arizona. Like, really, all phases are not playing well. And I, I know, Paul, I spoke to you and John multiple times. How many times did I talk about Eric Gray uh, returning punts, like just not like not capable of doing the job back there. He's always looked uncomfortable. So it's just really been everything from coaching to the players uh, to the roster construction, even like you guys were just mentioning, not having a backup tight end that can block on the team. Like a, a lot of miscalculations were made. So, at this point, there, there's two types of bad seasons you can have. You can have a bad season where you win three or four games and your stadium is empty and people lose their jobs. Or you can have a 6-7 win season that, you know, you, you didn't get out of the gate so hot, but you, you salvage things and teams and the team and players improve as the season goes on. So th- there's, there's a lot to keep an eye on here. You know, the playoffs are probably a long shot, but... In terms of the overall direction of the franchise, I think it's very important that these guys stick together. They don't start pointing fingers. Guys don't go in the tank. You know, those hamstring injuries don't start popping out because guys are making business decisions. Mm. And that's just kind of where I'm at now. You know, unfortunately, I've, I've got season tickets here, so i got a lot of games to, to go to. And, I, you know, I, I hope to see some fight out of this group. And, and last thing before I go, I thought Brian Dable really handled himself poorly last night. Frankly, if I were Daniel Jones, I would have told him to shove it because the offensive line and the coaching that he put around him last night was a little unfair to kind of single him out and show him up coming off the sideline. So just my opinion. Again, Howard, congratulations to you and your son, and uh, I'll be talking to you guys in the next couple weeks. Thanks. All right. So he's referring to the uh, – uh, thank you again for my son and, and everything. That That's awesome. Uh, he's referring to the, the – the, what's it called? The, the tablet flip. The tablet, yes. And he's, he, he's referring to that because – you drive the ball down the field, and I know that Daniel's taking a beating, and he's and he's taking taking a beating, but there was a player open in the back of the end zone. He just didn't hit him. Mm-hmm. He threw the ball on the whip route, and I think that they that they they weren't on the same page. Um, Paris broke in. Daniel threw it to his back shoulder instead of his instead of his front shoulder, mm-hmm. and Paris was he he was anticipating him turning right there on the line of scrimmage back. And and Campbell was like, oh, there's open space. Let me make my move to the open space. And that's just a timing thing. And Daniel is, is releasing it and anticipating him to go. What I guess what he thought that they were, you know, practiced every 
every day in practice. So it's one of those things. You got to hold it account longer, and a guy who's gotten hit, getting hit that many times, doesn't feel like he has another count. So that's that's where that came from. That's the accumulation of what had yeah. happened earlier in the night. Yeah. And Waller was in the back of the end zone, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, you could you could second guess it all you want, but unless you're in Daniel's shoes at that moment when he thinks his clock is up, mm-hmm. you just don't know how you would react. Yeah, you speed up, you, and you have to speed up. You you got to get the ball out of your hands faster and faster. When they're getting to you in your second step, you got to figure it out. Like you got to figure out a way to get it. In the end, the last interception in, in the game was him trying his best to get the ball down the field regardless right. well, even, though he, you know, even though he knows he's going to get hit. So yeah. it's just one of those things. That's desperation. You're just trying to do something. Get yeah. the ball out because you want something to happen. Yeah, so like, you know. I, yeah, I don't fault coach, him for that one. I don't fault. But it was a tough night for him. It's, it was tough for everybody. I fault sure. everybody. And I don't think he was showing Daniel up. He was just like, man, oh, my God, what, what are we doing here? And like, and it's part of it. And I'm like, and, and to be fair, I know it's a new world, and we're and we're more sensitive to how everybody feels. Oh, we're very sensitive. <laughs> I, I can remember many days coming off the field and hearing the coach saying choice words to the quarterback, and no one cared. <laughs> you know, if we if we called up Phil Sims right now. He oh. would be talking for days on end without taking a breath about oh. how many times Bill Parcells told him to do bleepity bleep 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 bleep. Yep, yep. <laughs> just don't throw it to the other team. What are you doing? Or Come on, Phil! Don't catch them before they fall. It was like all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> 201 <laughs> We go to Jonathan from Westchester. Mm-hmm. You're next on the program. Hello. Hey, how are you guys? Very good. good. How are you, sir? Wanted to echo what everyone was saying, uh, Howard. Congratulations on on your son. Very well deserved honors. Appreciate. It. I do appreciate that, Paul. You shouldn't tell people that. Like, but thank you very much. Well, we love you, Howard. Well, I appreciate. Come on, it. and we root, we root for all the crosses. So you guys were talking a few minutes ago about the the offensive line and the tight end position. Uh, wanted to contrast, you know, our current situation to to last year's. So last year, when Bellinger hurt his eye, we had uh, Chris Myrick and Tanner Hudson and Burnett. I think Myrick played in 16 games, and you know yeah. they, he did a serviceable job, right? So, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong on this, didn't Myrick break his hand before the start of the season? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. he did. So yep. he, he's he's out for the year then, right? He's on season-ending IR. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there's anyone out there, you know, who we can turn to. And also, if you had any update on the severity of Bellinger's injury, I know it's it's you know not too long after the end of the game last night, but was interesting. Co- Coach was there. on the uh, Zoom call earlier today with the media and said all the injured players were getting further tests today. Had nothing more. I do believe that they are somewhat optimistic that Bellinger's is not very serious, but mm-hmm. we'll have to see. Well, that, that's all you can do. Is, it's kind of hope at this at this point with the way they got these guys came out of the game. It was it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Anything else? All right. Well, no, that's it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, though. All right, two zero one nine three nine four five one three. I'm just looking up the uh, potential uh, street free agents uh, <laughs> at the tight end spot, Howard. I mean, you know, at this point, at this point, it's it's going to be tough. It. it the the, seat, the team's always evolving. 
you're always hoping that someone's out there, and and basically what they're doing now is they're scouring these guys' uh, practice squads to see who's out there on the practice squad if mm-hmm. they can pick somebody else. So that's that's basically what they're doing. Well, that's about all you can do yeah. uh, at the moment because mm-hmm. at least those guys have been active practicing and yep. they're in shape and so forth. Guys who you pick up off the street, you have no idea when you bring them in exactly what kind of conditioning they're in. Yeah, that's true. So 201939. Four five one three, and we go next to DJ in Virginia. You're next on the show. Hello, hi DJ. Hey, how you guys doing? Very good. All right, uh, so I'll be brief. Uh, I know a lot of people probably want to call in and voice their frustrations. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, exactly what does this team do well? Like they're horrible on special teams. The offense seems to have trouble. They're horrible at tackling. They can't seem to block anybody. We're having problems with ball security. We can't score in the first first half of games. Uh, the run defense is horrible. Like, what exactly do they do well? Uh, I think everything. I think the defense is starting to play better, I, and I think that's one thing that they can start to hang their hat on. They're starting to get stops. Uh, Seattle really didn't do anything last night. They got their most of their opportunities off the turnovers from the from the offense, and and that put the defense in, on short fields twice. So. The, they didn't, and you know, we possessed the Giants possessed the ball a lot more than uh, Seattle. They they had more yards than Seattle. They just had the two turnovers that really put them behind the eight ball. Okay, is that all? And no, my other two questions, real quick. Um, I'm curious on you guys' opinion. Do you feel like the Giants might be making a similar mistake to what Dave Gettleman made, as far as thinking we could win while we try to rebuild, or is it like one of those things where they should have, like, you know? stripped it down to the foundation and kind of, you know, started with the, the, the guts of it. And then my other real question real quick, and I'll take it off the air, is was that pick six uh, in the goal line, was that on DJ or was the was that on the wide receiver? Like, did he run the, the wrong route? Because it seemed like they had two guys running the same whip route. Mm-hmm. There were two receivers right in the same vicinity of the ball, and then there was Waller behind the two receivers yeah. near the back of the end zone. So I, I I don't really know because uh, I don't know all the plays. I just know that getting the ball out that early, trying to get to the guy quickly uh, when the, when it's into a crowded area, just didn't work out for him. And even though Waller was in the back of the end zone, it would have been a great throw and catch because he had to throw over the two receivers and the three defenders. He needed a lollipop throw. <laughs> yeah, to, to get everything yeah. in place. So don't know how to fix that other than a, they, they had a great drive, had a horrible outcome, but a great drive. And as far as uh, tearing down and, and, and trying to win during a, during a rebuild, I don't think any team will – well, I don't think any NFL player will consider any season a rebuild season. I think fans do. I think sometimes GMs do and, and maybe even owners might. But the players themselves don't consider uh, seasons rebuild. And the reason why they don't is because when you rebuild, that means they're taking you out and you're losing your job. So mm-hmm. play, players don't look at it as rebuilds. As far as everything else goes, though, I think that I think they did. I think they did an incredible job last year, uh, and I think that when as as for doing a great job last year and getting all the accolades and, and pats on the back, I think people lost sight of okay, we that was the start of the rebuild. You know, they 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 had to get rid of a ton of players, and they still need players, and they know they need players, even though they. You know, got a lot of great, you know, skill position guys on the outside. They're going to need more alignment, and that's what they're going to pick up, you know, over the next year or so. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Love the show. No problem. Okay. 
Uh, Giants have a couple of tight ends on their practice squad, just FYI, unless mm-hmm. they do want to go outside. There's Tyree Jackson, the former quarterback from the University of Buffalo, who's six foot seven, and uh, I believe was he 250 pounds. Okay. They picked him up for the practice squad off Philly. They converted him to tight end earlier in training camp. And Ryan Jones, of course, yep. out of uh, uh, East Carolina. Okay. Who was here during the preseason okay. and had played some snaps? Those are the two tight ends on the practice how big squad. Is, how big is Ryan Jones? Jones is uh, 6'3, 247. Okay, so they're both receivers. Well, yeah, you watched them. Yeah, they're, they're both. You watched them. They're both basically receivers. Now, there is a name out on the street who I remember was here for a short time who was a blocking tight end. That would be Eric Tomlinson. Okay. You remember when he was here yeah, a couple I remember years him back? Like, yeah. Most recently with Houston. Okay. He's, a, he's a street free agent right now, and he certainly was a big Blocking framed there, yeah. guy who blocks. So it just depends on what happens with, with Bellinger going forward. If, if he can make it and get healthy, if it's like promising, he's not going to be out a long time, then they'll do it. But the, if you had to choose between getting a, a tight end in or getting an offensive lineman in, you're probably going to get an offensive lineman in. I would think so. You're probably going to get a couple. So, so it's going to be interesting to see. All right, uh, back to the phones. Uh, we have Ethan from North Carolina. Mm. You're next on the program. Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? Very good. Good to hear. Hey, first-time caller, listen to the podcast. Usually Thank the you. day after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been listening all off-season. Um, really enjoy the show. Love it. Um, but I had to call. I know everybody wants to uh, voice their frustration. I'm going to voice my love. That's for Daniel Jones. Man, watching the game last night, I just simply feel bad for him but you know to, to, to be honest i'm a father of three mm-hmm. my uh my oldest is seven uh he plays all sports and you know of course we want our kids to be gifted athletically but you know just like eli manning who was like my idol growing up mm-hmm. you know my son like loves daniel jones the demeanor the way he i mean how after last night he just put everything on himself um you know that's that's just humility great character mm-hmm. um i just absolutely love him but um, besides that... That's the way Eli the, was, by the way, too. Absolutely, Just so you know. and exact, exactly why he was my idol. So, you know, it, it's running in our family, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, just one of the things that, that I just don't understand is, I mean, it's very obvious, right, the O-line situation. But when we played against the Niners, and, um, and even when you watch Philadelphia, some of these teams that run these... You know, last night we had Paris Campbell. He'd come in motion. He'd whip back around, go back to the side he was from and we're doing these dump passes to the flats and just getting eat up on it. And we all talked or we all saw how the Niners and the, and the Eagles and these other teams do it, but they have athletic and quick O-line. And one, we don't have that, but two, like our line was tired, exhausted, and just beat up. And we just we, – I saw that play multiple times last night. And uh, really the last thing, um, just to add, because you talked about the whip route and, you know, what could have done better on that play, I just – we know – Daniel Jones didn't have any time, so I don't know why we're choosing to run routes in crowded spaces where they have to make multiple moves. Um, well, you know, when, when, when you're at the goal line, and, not a lot of choice. You don't have a lot of choices. It's like you got to beat them right off the right off the uh, out of the break, right off the line of scrimmage to get open, or at the very top of the route. And you know, whip route within four or five yards isn't doesn't take that long. That's the quickest thing you can get out. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a chance to go from left or right in his read, so it's got to be one guy has to be the guy and, and the quarterback and that guy have to be exactly on the same page. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, la- last thing I want to say, just the thing that really bothers me, it's really not the way we played or the score. Like it, That's frustrating. We, we don't like to see that. 
thing that really gets under my skin is Thibodeau and Cam Brown, I believe, when he pushed that guy, didn't get a flag for it, totally should have. Like, they're smiling after these plays, like, knowing. Like, it. that's a locker room thing. I, I don't know what needs to change there, but, man, it bothers me when I see people celebrate and when we're down that bad. So, anyways, thanks, guys. Uh, love the show. Thank you. I, I I don't know about the celebration part of it. I, I didn't really see it. I, I didn't see it either. But, you know, I think guys are trying to be energetic when they're playing and, and keep themselves up. I, I don't think that that's, you know, meant to be a team thing. They get up, they celebrate, they, they you know, they're shaking and, and, and dancing sometimes, but they, they're just trying to get back. And as long as they get back in the huddle and do it again, I don't really care. I, I hope they all celebrate but and keep making plays. Um, as far as the pushing and shoving, it got a little chippy in the game. It did, and it was, it was more because, you know, Teams are looking at the Giants as okay. We just we can beat them up and intimidate them. That there was a thing going around um, Twitter and whatever where the Cowboys were saying we are going to make them quit kind of kind of moment. And teams listen to that and like okay, let's let's try to make them quit and see if, if it really works. So the chippiness and all that stuff comes from that that night of that and that video and that that, that circulated. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Wilson from Roxbury, you're on line three on BBKL. Hello. Hey, Paulie. Hey, Howard. Hey. Howard, I got a couple of, I got a couple of uh, things, but uh, I love you. But do me a favor. Don't get upset at me. I don't want to hear any more excuses man, about the offensive line. Seattle, Seattle have four strangers playing too, huh. and they look competent. Mm-hmm. They look competent. Let me just let me, they look can, competent. You, before you go on, let me help you out. When you watch the preseason, don't hang up on me. Though. I'm not going to hang up on you. I want you to acno- right. I want you to make an acknowledgement for me. And if you can't yeah. do that, I'm going to listen to you, and you can say whatever you want. No, when I, you I, wa- I think when, I'm just smart. just listen. When you watch the preseason, what did you see yeah. from those guys? Those are the same. Which guys? So those are the guys that were playing in preseason. Not not, not the starter. I said. I said. I, I listen. Uh, you can go back. I, when they played the first the first preseason game against 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 uh, the Lions, I mm. called up and I said, "You know what I saw? I saw that the second, third, and fourth stringers of the of the Lions are much better than the Giants." I said that because I saw it. Okay, so so had, now so now you saw it. Then yeah. it hasn't changed. Okay. Now go yeah, ahead okay. with your statement. Okay, Howard. Okay, but listen to me. And, and poor Daniel. I mean, you can put Joe Montana back there. No quarterback can function. That's right. With this. Okay, we're in but agreement. You know what? What I'm going to say to you: it is so. It is crazy for Giants fans like myself. Do that. We back here again. For me, to actually, say this to you: the Giants look like the worst coach team in the NFL by a mile, by a mile. Howard, you had 11 games to prepare, and you put that on the field. It's an embarrassment. Come on, man. I mean, if, if come guy, on now. If guys are turning guys loose, what are you going to do? If you're What's a coach, what, what can you tell me? I need, I need help because I'll go, okay. I'll go in there and I'll say it. I'll tell them personally. If, if guys well, are you're, flat you're, out turning guys okay. loose, what, okay. do you, what do you want me to tell? What do you want me to tell the guys? Howard, but you got to make some adjustments. You, you supposedly are the coach of the year. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't get paid the million dollars to be I, a head coach. All I, know, all I know is what that's what, what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is they coached them up. They got them. They everybody's on knows what to do. If they're not was, able to, if they're not able to do it, execution is what happens. 
Howard, listen real quick. I told Paulie this last week, mm-hmm. and Paulie remembers because I apologized to him. Mm-hmm. I said the Giants are, are in a really, really bad, bad path if, they, if the whole NFL thinks that they're the softest teams in the NFL. You just said it. The Gi- everybody thinks that the Giants are the softest team in the NFL. They get punched in the mouth, and this is what happens. And unfortunately, it keeps happening on prime time. So I don't know. I, it, it won't, I, I it won't, be, know. It won't I, be happening on prime time anymore this year. Trust me. Well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. so that's a silver lining. But 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 I just cannot believe. But listen, you, humor me for a minute. You know, like last year, right? We made the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. I know that you said you said, well, you know, don't don't look, don't look because year to year things change and the schedule is harder than you know. No, I understand that. But unfortunately, fans cannot think that, Howard. We, we, we won a playoff game last year. We, got, we, we were looking forward to a better season. That right. is just a fan being mm-hmm. a fan. That's... And when you see this, and when you see this, when you see, I mean, you cannot tell me that you, you, look, the fan, Giants fan, are fan, well-coached. Yeah, fan, fan is short for fanatic. I got it, and I understand. And, yes, they are well-coached. They have one of the best coaches you'll see. If you don't have the players to get it done, and especially, like I said, all shiny toys before flat tires, when you have those flat tires, man, it is hard to play. And the defense had a good game, had a really good game. The defense, the defense, the defense, the defense, I think, the defense held, held it together. It could have been, it could have been much worse. Yeah, but the defense played, played a really good game. I mean, the time of possession, they stopped them. They did everything they were supposed to do. But when you're letting, when guys are coming yeah. through, when the, the stri- you- think about the strip sack fumble. Yeah. Daniel takes two steps. Yep. He tries to avoid one guy, spins, right. and before he can turn around and get his hand up, his ball up to his other it, it, hand, it was, o- it, it was it's over. over. It was over. Yeah, and it wasn't, and, and, and it wasn't a soft hit. It was no, a crushing. Was really, no, the guy, the, the guy <laughs> went for the ball. No, no, I ain't talking about the guy going for the ball. Forget the fumble. He crushed him. I'm talking about his head hit the ground. It's ugly. So, okay, now he gets back up. He's going to go through it again. He's thinking, well, maybe I'll have some more time next time. He gets sacked six more times before he he, he has the turnover. How, I, you, you're, and, you, and you keep telling me in this in this conversation that, oh, well, they, got, they can coach them better. If guys are, if guys are running, running by, Running over, running through. Right. It is no, hard. All I'm, saying, all I'm saying is, Howard, listen. You had 11 games, right, 11 days to, to prepare, right? The only, you, the only thing that. Coach, the only, if you're a coach, you see, okay, that you guy is no good. This you guy is no good. And we're, Wilson, we're going to have to let you go. We're going to let him go. But the, my question is this where are they going to get guys? They're not guys walking in off the street. The only thing you can do is say, okay. And you don't want to go back to the days where you're like you, you give up, like Joe Judge did, and you know we're going to run quarterback sneak just to get the punter some room. We're not doing that. The guys are going to have to figure out how to do it. How do you scheme it up? There are going to be some more moments where the Waller, the the great free agent we brought in to catch passes, he's going to be chipping. He might be chipping from the backfield, uh, and you're laughing. No, but until I know. until it, the five starters were decent middle-of-the-road guys if they're all together. Mm-hmm. You know, you haven't had That was all, the idea. But you, Well, that's part of it, but it doesn't work that way. No. So, And they're constantly – you're seeing guys come in here every day now, and the team's not going to be set for a long time because they got to find ways to do it. 
They're not going to stand by and let this just happen. But in the meantime, how do I keep that quarterback healthy? Because he that many hits, and I mean hard hits. I mean, he's spinning away from a guy to get away from a guy, and another guy's hitting him in the face. That should have been a fumble. I remember uh, <laughs> I, I mentioned this on the radio post game last night. Back in 1980, Phil Simms' second year, mm-hmm. he got sacked 10 times by the Niners in one game. <laughs> and that was actually matched last night for Daniel because one of the no, sacks went surpassed. to Paris Campbell. No, one sack went to Paris Campbell. <laughs> on the, they, they, gave, they gave Paris Campbell uh, credit for a, um, a sack on what was a wide receiver option. That's what they called oh. it. So the 11th sack, or one of the sacks, it wasn't it. it wasn't the 11th one mm-hmm. in the game, but one of the 11 sacks was on Paris Campbell, not okay. charged against because he was, there was, Jones. It was going to be a wide receiver pass. I yeah. saw that, yeah. Yeah, so 10 sacks. Uh, Phil took 10 in the game, and Daniel tied that record by taking 10 in a game last <laughs> night. Like just I, just I, so I, you know. I get, I get tickled. You guys saying Daniel is taking sacks. No, Daniel's getting no, sacks. No, getting sacks. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Enduring sacks. Man, How's that for a good one? I don't word? know if he's enduring them, but <laughs> I'm just hoping, he, like I said, my, my whole concern is they got to find a way to make it safe for him. I mean, I know that they're going to they're struggle. There are going to be some issues here and there, but you got to find a way to try to make it safe for him. Mike and Queens, you're next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hello. What's up, Mike? Hey, fellas, how you doing? How you doing? Good, good. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna start with uh, some good points. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what I've seen from Thibodeau. He's finally showing some flashes. I like that. Um, I really like Wandell. I, I feel like we may have something there. Um, and other than that, that's all the good points that I got. <laughs> now. <laughs> But the, the the bad points, I mean, I've seen one play with it where Neil looked like he pushed Waller. Yeah, on the block. They're, they're because Waller isn't used to chipping. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe that. I didn't know what was going on with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But um, and uh, and and other than the O line, we know that's real bad. We need help with that. I know, like you said, we can't find no guys off the street. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they need to do, but they need to do something. Because if we keep going at this rate, well, you, know. you, you got you got tough games coming up. I mean, the the positive about Miami is that they have an incredible offense. Their defense gets to play. You know, with teams so far behind, they just pin their ears back. We're hoping that that's not going to be the case because the defense is going to play better against them. Like the, the blueprint's kind of out on Miami now. Like you got to jam those receivers and mm-hmm. get and get to Tua. Uh, that's that's kind of the blueprint. I think the Wink can fi- figure out a way to do that. Um, uh, but the next week, Buffalo, that defense is real good because they're the ones that put the blueprint out on Miami. So if the line doesn't get better in the next two weeks, it's just going to be rough. Yeah, and and um, the the last thing I got, I know I know uh, Paul, you said uh, you gave us hope. I know you believe in Daniel. I've never been a Daniel guy, and I know you said the numbers could be skewed because a lot of tip passes and all that stuff, but it's real hard to root for somebody that's not showing you anything. And I know the line is not holding up. <laughs> if Daniel, if you put a cape, time, on, if you put a cape on Daniel and let him fly around, he would still get sacked. <laughs> I, 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 oh my! <laughs> that's how bad. That's listen. That's how bad that line's playing. I don't blame nothing on that is. kid. Yeah, and let but, like ten or eleven but, hits, it, it ain't getting better. I, I, I understand, but 
sometimes you got to stand in the pocket and just take the shot. You're going to get hit anyway. Okay, You're going to so get hit. I'm, I'm, three that, let's do this again so I can help you out because I keep telling people this and they keep saying that. One, two, I am spinning away from a guy. Before my third foot step touches the ground, I am spinning to avoid a guy. The third step hits the ground because I've spun and now I'm getting hit before I can change direction or anything. One time I got hit in the back. One time I got hit in the side. One time I got hit in the face. You're okay. telling me that he has, he's got to get rid of the ball quicker. There is no quicker routes. There's no quicker okay. events. The only way they can do it, and this is the truth, is they put two guys in the backfield behind the guards, put the quarterback and put the quarterback and put the quarterback and shotgun the entire time. It eliminates it, 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 it eliminates a ton of plays because now you only have maybe one receiver routes at best two receiver routes, and it and it clouds up the blocking for the running back out of the backfield. You will be like that's going to be like hey. We're gonna do this. Hyatt, it, go. That that's all it's gonna be, and you can't run an offense that way. Yeah, I was gonna say run split back. Mm-hmm. But my, my my last question is, um, why why do you think they put Tyrod in the game so late with just one minute? I mean, if if I seen with with the Patriots, they they pulled um, Matt Jones because it wasn't going well, and they let Zappy do it. They they really thought they still had a chance until like late in the game, but you know it just it just wasn't working. Okay, all right, thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call. I I will say this. All right, it, w- it was not a great game for Daniel Jones. He he did not play well, but as Howard said, there were a lot of circumstances involved. I will say there's one thing though that I know offensive coordinators, head coaches, and quarterback coaches would say to Daniel about the strip sack. After he avoided the first player, he only had one hand on what, the ball. And why do you think that is? Well, he was, I know what he was thinking. He was thinking, I've just avoided one guy. I'm going to try to make a play. I'm going to try to get around on the run and see if I can get rid of it. So, I will tell you, Howard, so and, you, and, I, and I, it's okay. I, it's okay. I, I can explain to you why it is. Do you really want to know why it is? Go ahead. I'm going to tell you, though, that I know coaches who will say he's got to get a second hand on that ball so that it doesn't come free. So this is how this works. But you you can tell me what he's thinking. That's okay. It has nothing to do with thinking. Go ahead. You have to think about this. Go ahead. It'll make sense to you when you think about it. Go ahead. How fast did he spin? Oh, I know. No, seriously, how fast did he spin? Tell me what he looked like when he spun. He... Had to use his offhand to get him off to mm-hmm. spin around. Mm-hmm. As he's spinning and trying to touch, he takes a step. His hand is doing this, and the other guy hits him. What would you like him to do? Because there will be a centrifugal force if you're spinning and you're trying to come back. This I get it. Okay, so I get it. Take the sack, coaches. That's 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 what a number of coaches will tell you. Take the sack from the first guy. They they, they will say either take the sack from the first guy mm-hmm. or when you get away from him, just tuck that ball and be willing to go down. Eli took many a sacks because people okay. said he went down too soon and too early. Mm-hmm. But what Eli was doing was protecting the ball and protecting his body mm-hmm. so that he wouldn't get bent in bad ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes that's actually the better play. 
first quarter of the game, he spins away I from get the it. guy, and before I get it, before he can even, get I'm the simply show. telling you <laughs> there are alternative instructions that would be given in a situation like that. Take the hit in the face. Anyway. Okay. 201-939-4513 is the phone number. Are we done here, Pearson? Or we got another minute or no? We, we, we can squeeze in one more. David from Michigan, you've been on hold. I'm glad we did get to you. Go ahead. David, he Pier, 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 Pearson's running the clock, so I'm glad we were able to do it. I know. David, go David he's telling him to take a hit in the face. Take the hit in the face and go down. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go fast. Full mm-hmm. disclosure, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Watch the game. See the guy romp into the end zone when everybody thought he was down except the runner, mm-hmm. and the refs didn't blow the whistle. I turned the game off Great. because good, I knew good move that this town that this uh, team is incapable of coming back from a discombobulated play that goes against them. The other thing I want to quickly mention is on the fourth and one when they went for it. Mm-hmm. Now, Howard, I know you and, and uh, Paul are on the sideline. I'm watching on TV, and there was an overhead camera shot, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I don't know if you saw. I, as an old offensive lineman, I looked at that overhead camera shot, and I said, there is no way that they are going to get this because – they have an average to subpar offensive line trying to go against a one of the best defensive fronts. And they put Lemieux and uh, Parent, was it? Mm-hmm. But behind the offensive line in front of Daniel. And so what I said is he's going to run into a pile of his own guys. I, I'm sorry, man. I cannot see the logic of putting those two extra offensive linemen behind and in behind the, the, the O line and in front of Daniel. They're not. They're not in front of Daniel. The, the alignment is he's set up at. He set like I think you can't be like you can't touch the lineman or something with your head in the backfield. So the way they're doing, it, they're getting as close as possible. They're the, they're submarining and the, the two guys on each side of Daniel are pushing. Dan- the, the last guy comes in and tries to push Daniel over. Now, the way uh, some teams are doing it is they're putting their hand on the back of the quarterback, and when the ball is snapped, they're all pushing and trying to give him a little bit of a shield for the guy who's jumping over the top. It's a very unique, I don't, it's a very unique play. Yeah. But up until la- well, up until last night, that's only the second time it hasn't worked uh, this year in the NFL. Uh, it also works a lot in college. I think college is trying to ban right. it. But, I got to say, I looked at that overhead shot. And mm-hmm. I just thought, well, I was right. I said he wasn't getting in. Yeah. But, but then one more thing on the offensive line, because, you know, this is like, what, 12 years, three GMs, 12 drafts, and free agent seasons, and we cannot get the offensive line right. It is a disgrace. And, second, and, and, and the other thing is I have to wonder – are these guys just not the athletes that we think they are? Because either they have a bunch of duds, except for uh, uh, Thomas, or Bobby Johnson is not the guy to coach them. Because this is awful. It's unwatchable. 
Well, as, as they get more and more guys in, you know, they got Schmitz and Schmitz. Thank you very much for your call. Schmitz has done a great job. Got a little banged up in that that one play with the uh, the tush push. Uh, you got Thomas that's that's gonna gonna be a Pro Bowler for a while. Um, Neil is playing average at best, uh, but he's gotten better from the first game to this game. I'm just gonna tell you, it it is a very hard thing to do, uh, and and it's just to to get that many guys. Some teams have it, but for the most part of the league, uh, when you're watching offenses. Most offensive lines don't exist. Uh, Joe Burrow would, would, would tell you that. Um, uh, sometimes Pittsburgh still is as great as they are. They don't have a real good offensive line right now. Uh, a lot of teams around the league, and I mean a lot of teams getting a lot of quarterback hits and you know just hoping. So everybody's trying to build it. The reason why, because you're in former offensive line and I can help you with this, the reason why it's the hardest thing to do because they're not able to practice anymore uh, full at, at, you know, and get any reps at it. So... And I'm looking at the play with Paul as we speak. All right, now what the what you have? It's basically uh, it's a it's a scrunched wing tee with Lemieux to Jones's left hip, mm-hmm. Lewinsky to Jones's right hip. Those are your two fullbacks, mm-hmm. and Brita is the tailback. All right, now Howard, I'm going to run it for you, and this mm-hmm. is the overhead view. Yeah. So you can describe what you see if you want to go through yeah, it with yeah, Dave. I'm going, let it, I'm going to let it run. The, the two guys that are behind him, like what, the problem with this play is, and and, the, and what's happening is, is that the guy who has his hand on, on Daniel's butt is going to lift him in the air. And when Daniel's feet are off the ground, he's just being just being manhandled by both sides. So basically, it's up to Glowinski to carry him across the line. The interesting part about <laughs> it is Glowinski was the only one of the three who actually got contact with Daniel with Daniel's butt. Yeah. When we see that play usually run, all two or all three of those guys have contact with the quarterback and they're all crashing into him. And, In and this case, didn't it didn't look anything. like Lemieux yeah. or Breida even got contact so, with Jones. So the other thing is that as you're looking at that play, Daniel takes a snap and he just kind of dives over the top. The only space for him to go is right to his right over the guard mm-hmm. because there's a little space over the guard but you got to be willing to take that hit that's about to come at you because they're leaving that space for that guy to jump through that space right. to hit you right so it's a hard play that'll do it for this edition of uh big blue kickoff live as always you can catch an archive of this show on your favorite podcast networks or at giants.com slash podcasts right down the number 201-939-4513 we are live every weekday from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. For Howard Cross and Paul Dottino, that will do it for this edition, and we will see you again next time. So long, everybody. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.